I travel around the United States in my RV, meeting real people who share the same love for racing. If you are into RV life or a fan of racing cars, follow along. I am here with Drew Sparks, and he is with, uh, let me make sure I get this right, Drew, because um, I've talked to a couple different people, Green Power USA, is that right? That is correct. All I'm right. the executive director, and I've been doing it since uh, 2019 in this role, but I've been affiliated with the program since 2014. Okay, so um, I'll explain to everybody how we met. So I chatted with a gentleman who is the chief of uh, the flagging and communications teams, uh, generally at a lot of uh, races around the U.S. He does that for the SCCA, and he also does that for F1 races, too, and a lot of other sanctioning bodies. So really well-known gentleman, and um, he is out of Atlanta, and he, he actually does that job for your organization, as I understand it. And so tell me a little bit more. I really don't know a lot about your organization, so we can tell people what it is and how to get involved. Absolutely. So uh, first off, thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. Since 2014, uh, we have been implementing a program across schools all over the country where kids get the ability to design, build, and then race, actually get in and drive student-driven electric vehicles. Uh, what we do is we've got an elementary program for our students in grades four through six. The, we call it the Goblin. And they build, you know, it, it almost looks like the soapbox car with the motor that, that most people would be familiar with. They go anywhere from 12 to 16 miles an hour. Uh, and then we ramp it up to our middle and high school program, which is the F24, where the kids get to get a little bit more experiencing the modifications and really working on pushing speed and efficiency at the same time. And those will go anywhere from 20 to 30 miles an hour. What, what, what do those look like? More like go-karts or? Uh, they're, yeah, they're more like go-karts. Uh, they're about nine feet long, about four feet wide, uh, about four feet tall, and they sit about an inch off the ground. So uh, they, you know, at that speed, some people are like, that's ah, not fast. But when you're sitting an inch off the ground, it's a lot faster than you think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been going on for, since 2014, right? Correct. And then, and then, and so how did it, I mean, why or how did it get started? And is the ultimate goal just to get these kids um, like knowledgeable and excited about EV racing? So this all got started, uh, like I said, back in 2014, I was kind of approached by my school system here in Huntsville, Alabama, and they said, hey, we want you to run this pilot program for us and let us see if we can actually do this in a classroom setting. So I had no racing background, had no clue how to build a car. I am pretty you know, hands-on. I can build a lot of stuff, but when I was like, you want me to do what? And uh, it, it's one of these programs where you know, we have a lot of students out there who may struggle with things in the classroom and our organization gives them a lot of outlets to go and be successful, not just in the building and racing of the car, but in the marketing and the presentation components and stuff that we do. So you can kind of really get a well-rounded group of kids together and really push a lot of different curriculum areas within your, your organization at your school. So is it, 
kind of like a class for them? We do have some places that do it as a class. Uh, they'll do it kind of in their, their STEM class, uh, depending on what they call it at their school. We have some of our high schools that do it in their engineering pathways. Um, we do have a lot of teams that do it kind of as a club where the kids meet during club time or after school and take the time. And, and these kids really do put a lot of great work and effort and they have that commitment to, to do it. And then when they get to the races, they absolutely have a blast. And that's where the learning even continues even further because they, they have to be able to think very quickly because anyone that's affiliated with racing knows it's not if something goes wrong, it's when you've got to be able to deal, adapt and adjust. And that's yep. what these kids are doing every single day at our competitions. So who pays for all this? So a lot of the times a school can get involved, um, you know, they reach out to us and say, hey, we want to get started. And they may have funds through their district funding for STEM programs. Some places go out and actually get sponsorship from local partners within their community. Um, we've had a lot of places where they've actually used grant money to really push it across their area. So they can hit a bunch of, you know, a bunch of schools at one time. So it's kind of funded a bunch of different ways. Um, yeah. but, you know, predominantly it, it comes from the schools. I mean, we even have organizations outside of schools, boys and girls clubs, YMCAs. It's really, we just want to find a group of kids that are willing to learn a little bit about what we do and be able to go out and actually be a part of uh, our experience. So how do you administrate it and how is that paid for? Is that volunteer work? So since 2021, I have been full-time doing this job. Um, I absolutely love it. I'm our only staffed person at the moment. We do have one part-time person who handles a lot of the things with our online store and handling orders, but he also helps me put on the races and he's kind of our race director and facilitates stuff on the ground at events. Um, we've been able to, over the years, have a couple of different avenues for people to get involved to support our organization through corporate sponsorships, through donations. Um, but we also, you know, use our store to kind of help fund everything that we're doing uh, nationwide because we've got over 600 cars distributed across the country from coast to coast. When you just, uh, maybe I misunderstood, but you said you use your store? Yes, we, we use the, the profits from our store, which is not a lot because we are a nonprofit organization, but um, we do use our store profits to kind of help with our you know miscellaneous expenses that we have throughout the year. But um, I've been fortunate, since, like I said, since 2021 to be doing this as a full-time job. So what does the store sell? We sell the car kits, and then we also sell parts and stuff for the teams to replace – you know, if they want to do modifications, we work with them. But uh, we kind of use this uh, as an opportunity for the kids. Because, like I said, stuff's going to go wrong. They're going to need replacements. And so we, we've got everything here because it is, in some cases, very specific parts. So, um, and you said about 600 total cars would compete on a yearly basis. Are there other than the age different, the two different age brackets? Are there other classes that break it that, that break down more than that, or not? So, like I said, we have our two age classes, but at our middle and high school level, we actually have three different divisions within that, which is our stock, modified, and custom divisions. Our stock division, they build it out of the box; they don't make any changes. We utilize that because we have a lot of places where they they were like me when they started. 
um, the teacher may not have a clue what they're doing. So we give them the instruction manual, we give them a lot of resources to support actually building an electric vehicle. And so they just do the very minimum, make the car work, make the car run. They don't really get into modifications and whatnot. And then in our modified category, it's exactly what you think it is there. They can start working on modifications like changing gear ratios, higher pressure tires, playing around with different tread types, working on aerodynamic designs, putting in motor controllers, trying to find ways to make the car more efficient. And then our final division that we have is our custom division, and that's where students build a car from scratch. So they do all the chassis work. They they build it from the ground up. They might use some of our components, but we really try to push them to design and build their own things within their their means. Gotcha. And then you still have some some parameters as their maximum speed or maximum horsepower for that custom group, or what 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 is what are the boundaries for that group? So one of the things that we have within our program is every single team's got to be able to use the same power source, which are two lead acid batteries, two 12 volt lead acid batteries, and then the same type of motor. Um, it's a very small motor, about about a horsepower motor, where they can, um, you know, everybody's got to use it so that those main mechanisms are the things that's really going to keep everybody on the same playing field, but you can really modify and start working with other avenues and, and aspects of the car. Got it. Cool. Um, so how does... How does the competition work? Do you have a lot of races and it's a bracket thing or is there one national championship thing that everyone gets ready for and it all comes down to that? Yeah, so what's really exciting with our uh, F24 division, we have races throughout the year. We start our season in October and race to May. And what we do is we go around the country hosting events that teams can come to. Uh, right now, I think we have 17 or 18 currently scheduled and we're still anticipated to get about seven or eight more that I'm aware of. And then we always get some people that are like, hey, we want to start doing this as well. So I know we'll add to that. But this kind of really um, culminates into a big event where we go and get to compete at the Talladega Super Speedway. Um, we've got a partnership with them where we go and we actually race. The past two years, we've raced on the inside road course. And then from there, we actually uh, have are implementing a new course design this year. So that'll be our national championships that we'll host in May uh, at some point. Okay. So are people um, building up points throughout the year? I mean, how does somebody win? So what we do is throughout the year, they build up points and that helps grid the car. So they kind of qualify throughout the year for pole positions um, in the different categories. And then what we do with the Talladega event is they get, it's the winner take all. So, um, just so you know, it says I've run out of free disk space. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll keep, we'll keep <laughs> just want to make sure. You know, I, I find something new every time I do this, and uh, sometimes it works out. Sometimes we have to redo, which is um, – I've not seen that one before. That's a new one. So, um, it should be – well, it should be uploading it to the – to the to the cloud but we'll, we'll okay. find out if, if if it doesn't we can i'll edit this out and we can find another time to talk no um so tell me about th these these competitions that you have on a regular basis are they at schools are they at tracks like where are they at 
So we actually have a bunch of different locations. Um, we always joke with our event organizers and tell them, you give us a piece of asphalt or concrete, we'll make it work. Um, we do have some places where we race at schools. We race at athletic complexes. We race at, we've raced at airports. We've raced in massive parking lots. Um, we, we've kind of raced all over the place. Um, we, we try to find a place that's ultimately, number one, can be safe for the students and the spectators and everybody involved, but also give the kids an opportunity to work on different, different setups of their cars because we have some tracks that are very flat, um, but we also have some that have some hills and some components that really test the capacity of those batteries. And the kids have to figure out, okay, did we gear the, guard, the car too aggressively or are we not aggressive enough? Um, so, you know, they, they've really got to kind of balance the, the speed and the efficiency of the car because, with, you know, we, we, our, our events are 90-minute race heats. So the car has to go on 90 minutes on one set of batteries. So if you go really fast for 45 minutes to an hour, that's great. But for the last 30, 45 minutes, you're not on the track going, accumulating laps. And so those people who are maybe running a little slower than you have been will eventually catch up to you because, you know, it's amazing what you can do in a matter of a couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So 90 minutes long, and when it's if it's winner take all, I mean... How many show up for the national championship and how many do you have per class running at a time? So we last, uh, the first year we did our race at Talladega, we had about 45 cars. And then this past year we had 56. And what we did is we actually split them into, we split them into age group, middle school races together and high school races together. So, you know, we had roughly 25 to 28 per age group and we had them all on the track at one time. Um, because it is a big enough course that we we can do that. Um, sometimes we do have to cap how many are on the track at one time for safety reasons. And we work with our local SCCA reps to determine what those numbers are because, you know, they, they're the professionals, you know, like you talked with that gentleman before, they're the professionals of it, and they do a great job supporting our events as well. So, um, so I was thinking you had 600 people there. So – the 600 people participate in their local race, but they a lot of them aren't going to the national championship. Right? That's correct because one of the big problems we run into with with schools is funding. You know, yeah. and when you have a race at Talladega, you've got teams from across the country that may not be able to afford the trip mm-hmm. from their school all the way over because it, there's a lot of costs associated with it. You know, ignore lodging and all of that, but you've also got to get your car there. And shipping a, a car with batteries can be costly. Um, yeah. I've competed internationally. Um, this is actually, we're a licensee of the Green Power Education Trust in the United Kingdom, who's been doing this for over 20 years. Oh. And so I actually, in 2016, took a group of high school students over and we competed in England at Rockingham uh, Speedway to, you know, 
see what that was like. And it was an incredible experience, but funding is a big factor for a lot of these schools. So if they can make it, we like to offer them the chance to, to come out and learn and compete. So a lot of these schools, I'm assuming you kind of know all the locations that are at the moment open to them to join and new ones are joining all the time, but distance from the school to the whatever the location is for them is probably a big factor for whether they can do it. Absolutely. And what we are trying to do right now, as we've gotten out of all the COVID restrictions with with school systems, because that that honestly has been a big thing that we're still dealing with um, with some of the school systems across the country. Um, We try to make it so that there's a regional model at a lot of our places. So we're based here and I'm in Huntsville, Alabama. So the Southeast has got a lot of races and a lot of events. But what we have started to do here and we are trying to replicate in all the other regions and pockets of of our teams is have about four, five, six events a year in their communities. So they only have to travel out of town one time so they can save up their funds so they can make sure they can go to these big events. So we try to really work with the event organizers and try to make sure that we've got opportunities for their those kids to showcase their their skills and their learning in their communities. Now, do you have any situations where, um, you know, I I can imagine 600 teams across the U.S., there may be some spots where, you know, the, the, the race location is only really reachable by one or two teams. So you ever, I mean, you have situations like that where you only have two teams or you, what happens if there's only one team and one location? Do you ever like deal with that? One thing that we, we've kind of offered over the years now, um, you know, because we had a team, for example, in Indiana. Uh, we did a race several years ago at the Indy Motor Speedway, you know, IMS. And uh, it was a great experience we had there. Um, but we had a team that was there, and they don't really have a lot of people in their area to help compete with. So we actually offered them remote registrations. So what we would do is we would say you have to compete by submitting your presentation just like everybody else does. But the race itself, you have to send us your data showing that you ran a 90-minute session, and we take it and apply it to the event that they tried to go to. And so that gives them an opportunity to compete and kind of see where they are. Now, granted, you know, if we're at a place that's got a lot of hills and they're racing on a flat running track, there is going to be a difference. And what we do is we mostly use that for qualification purposes. And this year we're actually going to try to – incorporate a a remote racing series where we do two or three a year and tell teams like, Hey, this is what we would like you to do just so people can kind of see where they stack up, you know, and, and see how they're doing compared to teams across the country that they may not be able to compete with on a regular basis, but that way they can do it at the comforts of their own schools. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like the idea of using the data to kind of virtually create a race out of it. Um, Gosh, it was, uh, Oh yeah. So, what, I mean, let's say they win. What do they win? <laughs> is it a trophy? So, we do get we give out banners and trophies to to our winners at events. Um, a lot of our events, like you know the local ones, they do banners because the teams can kind of take and hang those on their walls at school. They don't take up a lot of space because that's another thing in a classroom. Space is very precious. 
So um, you take a banner and you can put it on the wall in the hallway. You can hang it from the ceiling and it's not going to cause any issues. Uh, trophies, you need trophy cases and all those things. And, and we find out that a lot of teams really like those banners. And then some of them will even bring them to their races and hang them on their tents in their pit area. So, you know, you can say, hey, this is what we've done this year. Uh, but we do give them opportunities to do that. We've had some partnerships over the years where companies have donated some some swag that the kids get if they win. We give them a bag of, of goodies that they distribute to the team, uh, things like that. Cool. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to know, I mean, you, you're sourcing kits and extra parts. Where are you getting those from and how are you guys doing that? And who's who's partnering with you guys for that? So... As a licensee of the Green Power Education Trust in the UK, um, we we order all of our parts through them. Uh, right now, we are actually trying to locate some people to help us here in the States because we're currently having a backlog of 170 cars being requested at this time. And we're working with our suppliers in the UK to try to get those here as quickly as we can. But it, it's been a challenge um, because, I mean, that's that's a lot of cars. Um, at one time. And that's what we're getting right now. That's not even what's going to come over the course of this year. So we source it through them. Um, we're trying to find uh, some manufacturing drawings that we can use because the kit design, the IP on it belongs to the manufacturer in the UK. And, you know, we're trying to see if they'd be willing to share it with us so that we can manufacture here. Um, but we've got a lot of different things that we're trying to do to get more kits, more parts, manufactured here in the States to help us with our, our immense growth that we've seen over the years. What is the part or type of part that has been the hardest for you to source and get? <clears throat> well, over, over the past couple of years, believe it or not, um, our F24 wheels are 20 inch bike tires. And when everybody took up cycling for the pandemic, we had a very difficult time finding wheels and tires for our kids. But that's kind of uh, settled itself down a little bit and, and, and worked itself out, which has been good. But, uh, you know, batteries, the batteries that we, we use, um, some of them are specific to England. They don't even make them here in the States anymore. Um, so we get those, rent, you know, about once a year, we get a big pallet worth of those. But we've, we've got some that we have found in the States that are comparable. Uh, because as a licensee, we've got a uphold some parts of the regulations so that if a team from over there wanted to come over here, it's a very similar set of rules and regulations. So we can really have that global competition aspect. How do you see evolving over the next five years? The thing that I've, I've noticed is with the growth of the program, you really hear a lot of people talk about electric vehicles. These kids right here are doing amazing things. They're learning so much. They're coming up with ideas that I didn't even think was possible. My background's a middle school math teacher. That's what I went to school for. That's what I did for several years. But now these kids are teaching me things about technology that I had no idea. Uh, we're also seeing a lot of them really grow in, in other avenues outside of the racing because what we found out very early on is it's not just the race car. It's not just the drivers that make the team. It's the, the marketing, the PR people, the social media. All of those pieces come together and every team's starting to get 
a mixture of those students. So they have a well-rounded team to go and do a lot of different things. So our curriculum initially started off as an engineering course, but now we've found other ways to bring in, you know, arts. We found ways to bring in a lot of historical things about racing because there's things kids had no idea about. And so we're, we're really trying to teach them as much as we can around the sport of racing, but also about engineering and all the great things that they can do with electric vehicles. You know, what's funny about that is the way you're describing it, it almost sounds like real life. Like, oh, you've got to learn at a job. You don't take a class that's going to help you get through it. Um, you know, we all, you know, I, I complain about it. Other people complain about it, that the things you learn sometimes in school just don't really apply to real life. But putting somebody in a situation where they have to figure it out and get through it. That's what happens in real life for regular jobs. So, uh, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, let me just end with where, how do people get a hold of you and how can they help your organization? So they can visit our website at www.greenpowerusa.net. And um, we just actually unveiled a new website this weekend. So we're excited about that. Um, they can reach out to me at drew.sparks at greenpowerusa.net. Um, those are all the different ways that they can contact us. Uh, our number and everything is on our homepage of our website. Uh, but we're, we're looking for people that are just wanting to get out there and help these students and by sharing their information. Because, you know, like you spoke with that gentleman with SCCA, they come out and share their racing knowledge with the kids. So the kids get to learn about that. A lot of our students after being at Talladega are like, hey, we want to go to those races. So we're starting to really kind of get some kids who are really getting into the sport of racing. Uh, but we're, we're looking for people to help with teams because there's, there's aspects of cars that some of these teachers may or may not know. But if they get someone that's got that knowledge and that mindset, they can really help them push the limits of their cars. Well, um, you and I need to stay in touch because, um, you know, maybe I could make uh, trip to Talladega for your national championship and it might be a fun experience for some of the kids to go through an interview um, um, to just for for getting through that and maybe maybe winning for the winners or something like that but um, I plan pretty far in advance so let's let's talk about it and and uh, maybe I can make sure I'm there We'd love to have you this year. Uh, we're actually going to be, for the first time, incorporating both our elementary and middle and high school programs um, at the event this year. That is our plan. So we're anticipating anywhere from 60 to 100 teams this year. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that'd be kind of a cool experience. And then they can share it with their friends and their family and stuff like that. So um, that'd be something cool. Absolutely. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll get with you after this and we'll make sure I put your contact information in the notes for the video and the notes for the podcast. And uh, it's, it's been great learning about the organization and the cool stuff you're doing. No, no problem. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. We really appreciate your time. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like, but I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag. 